Hello and welcome back to the Rivals podcast. It's been a little while since we last had an episode as we looked back over the England squad from the World Cup. There's been some Prem games, there's been a slightly viral interview and it is nearly England's first game of the World Cup and I'm joined by a man who is somewhat okay. Cambridge? I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I've, I've been a bit ill this week, um, but Arsenal are still top of the Premier League and we're five points clear of Man City, which is always nice. It's always Do you good. know what? I've just lost any sympathy I had for your illness. <laughs> well, I don't care. We're still we're top of the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, you are. Leads. You are. For, what, well, it doesn't matter. We beat them. <laughs> um, before we get to England and the Ronaldo interview and all that kind of thing, we need to go way back. Um, nearly a week now so the last lot of Premier League games you played Wolves and you won again yeah it was it was always in the bag I feel like it, it was it was a very again very convincing um not really much to to report on I mean it was fairly unpolarizing apart from the apart, apart from the fact we went to the back to the top of the Prem um well back to the top we were already at the top yeah um, thanks to Man City dropping points once yeah, again right. Um, so yeah, fantastic news for us going into the break, which is exactly what we needed. Yeah, I mean, we had a comfortable win as well, <laughs> all three to Leeds. No, no it, doubt, no danger. It was always in the bag, always. It, yeah, I was. I had the worst afternoon. I was. I was at the Bournemouth game as I normally am when Bournemouth are at home, and that was fine. Like that was fine. I was doing my little media, doing my tweets, doing my match report. Fine, but the. The uh, emotional roller coaster I went through seeing the notifications: one nil leads, one all, two one, two all, three two, three all, four three Spurs. Oh, it was horrible. It was fun to watch. I'll say that I didn't actually watch the game. I was at a wedding, but I it was it was fun watching. Uh, yeah, watching you struggle against a lower team again. I don't know how you're doing it. Like you're doing, I think you're you're still fourth. I think. But you're yeah, doing right. it. You're doing it in a very difficult way. Like you're, you shouldn't be fourth, considering how you've got your your wins and like how hard you've had to work against some pretty shit football clubs to be fourth. Um, yeah. But I can't. You know, I can't. I can't. He won. I mean, I can't. I can't even say anything. Yeah. I mean, I've watched it back. I watched it on Match of the Day, and I've watched a few other highlights. Um, we're just a really slow. Coming out of the blocks, I think it's something like the fifth game, the, the the eighth game in a row we've conceded first, the fifth game in a row that we've been 2-0 down, fifth domestic game, or something ridiculous like that. And that's just shocking. Those stats need to change. Um, but I don't, but, I, I, honestly, I don't know. Like, is that the manager? I don't I don't know why, where that starts. I don't know. Has is, is is Conte got to make a bit more of an effort, you know, getting them riled up before they send them out? Or I, I don't know. I don't know what he does at halftime. Does he like we we messaged a couple of weeks back and I said what form of punishment does he threaten at halftime and you replied firing squad I think yeah and I I actually think that's probably the case because there's I I don't know what he do- says or does at halftime but you always manage to claw you know if not a draw you manage to claw back a win yeah so, I mean yeah. I don't know like Conte sets up very defensively he's a very defensive manager and we don't have the defense to deal with it. We're a top four. We're like you know, like the the classic meme drawing of a horse when it's terrible at the back and the most amazing horse ever at the front. We are literally that. We've got one of the best front threes yeah. in Europe and a back four that would struggle playing for Wolves, <laughs> like a back five even. Like it, he, we we are better when we have to score a goal. 
Yeah. When the shackles come off, we have to go forwards. We're so much better. I don't, I, I don't know. Once again, it required the the man, the myth, the legend, Rodrigo Bentancur to save us. Um, and it was a game that showed how much we're missing Kulisevsky. He was really, really good. Um, and it showed just how bad our defence... Emerson Royale, right. I like the man. I do. <laughs> And you I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. Don't say you like the man, Dan. You don't like him. He was bought off, and the cheer around the stadium is just—it hurts, man. Because I don't want to see—I don't want to see people like cheer when a player gets substituted. I don't—I don't like seeing that at all. But he can't start for us. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't like the fact he was cheered off, whatever. And he was cheered off for the wrong reasons, not the right reasons. It was like, yeah, he's coming off. But he needs to. He needs to go. He really but does. Surely, as a manager, him, surely as a manager, you should be able to see that. Like, if, if a player, if a player is getting applauded off for being subbed off for literally the fact that he's coming off the pitch, and as you said, for all the wrong reasons, surely that must show a little bit of an indication. Well, you'd think, but but it's, you know, we're not going to have another game for a little while. Um, Apparently, Juventus want him. Apparently, it's quite high up on their targets. So, they can take him. If they take Emerson Royale off us, and they've already given us Kulisevsky and Ben Sanker, what a club. What a club. Um, but, yeah. And the other thing, I don't know if you saw Gabby Bob Mahor and his comments on TalkSport. He was saying none of the Welsh players would make it in anywhere near the England team. I'm sorry, but Ben Davis improves that England team. And I will, I will die on that hill. I, I know it's I know that's somewhat controversial. In terms of our defence, Romero and Davis are the only two that I would like to keep next season. Like Dyer we can keep as a squad player. Davis would probably be a squad player, but I would rather replace Dyer than Davis. He's not he's nothing spectacular, but he's just solid. But how would he improve the England team? Well, I would take him over Cody, Maguire, those two for starters, Mings easily, even though Mings isn't going. We've got no one else really in that possible position as a left centre back. That's naturally a left centre back. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say he replaces anybody. I'd say he's a good alternative. He's well within thirty players of the England squad, unlike what Gabby Abobo. But he's like, he's like, he's not going to come in. He's not going to come in and improve it. He's not going to come in and improve it as much as you'd want him to. He's not going to come in and improve that team. He's not that. He's not that type of player. Greg he's... put out a tweet a little while ago that they compared him to a cheese and onion bake, and they said it might not be the sexiest thing on the menu, but it's dependable and always does the job. An underrated king, and they've summed him up really well. He's not spectacular, but he's just solid, and I like him. Well, to be fair, you've got to be in the right mood for a cheese and onion bake, to be honest. So I'm not a fan. You've got to be in the mood. So maybe I'm just not in the mood for Ben Davis right now. Maybe maybe I'm just not in the mood for him. Maybe maybe, maybe not. Never mind. I've picked the wrong time to record the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, another comeback win. Um, Manchester City did you a solid. Oh, I missed this hey. game as well because I'm still at Bournemouth at this point. Well, this was before the Bournemouth game. Um, but Ivan Tony, who we will speak about for a different reason in a minute, um, he scored a double. <laughs> Fair play. I mean. I mean, yeah. thank you. Thank you, yeah. Ivan Tony. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. yeah, did us a big solid. Um, yeah, I mean, City, these are the games they need to be winning and, and they keep dropping points against these bottom league teams. So, did I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch it. No, okay. I, watched, I watched Ivan Tony's goal at the end. That was literally yeah. what I caught at the end. That's all I saw. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was fantastic. I mean, I'm, I, I'll keep saying it because, I mean, we're scheduled. Obviously, we missed a game uh, earlier in the season uh, due to a number of factors. But I think um, the next time we play them is April, is where we're scheduled to play them is April. If they keep doing the things they're doing, by the time we get to April, we're going to be clear. Like we can afford to drop six points. It's going to get to that point, I think. Here's a question. Let's say, because we have a game against City to be rearranged as well. Let's say that gets rearranged for the penultimate week of the season, which isn't entirely out of the realms of possibility. And if City win that game, they win the title. If City lose that game, you win the title. What position do you think any football club, regardless, that was just an example, it could be Spurs, it could be you in that position. Do you think Tottenham or Arsenal, depending on who's that position, would throw that game just to stop the other one winning it? Oh, that's an interesting question. Because I'm not being funny. I would never want to lose a football game more in my life. If you win the league, I think I might cry. Oh, that's interesting, actually. But then yeah. if it's really obvious we've thrown it, surely that will be punished somehow. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's interesting, actually. Because I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, I, no, I'd, I'd want... I. Thing is, I'm, I've developed this kind of hate towards Man City. Okay, because... let's say we've both secured top four. Right. But there's nothing riding on it for us at all. Right. Apart from we can stop the other one winning the title. Or we can give the other one the title, sorry, by beating City. That's only just come to me, but that's actually really puzzling. That's a really good question. That is a very, very good question. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably say. Oh, no. I no, I think if you, uh, I don't know. Nothing riding on it for you. Surely, you would rather lose it if it meant we didn't win the title. I mean, luckily, you never win anything. So it, well, it's not really... It, this, is, this, this is, is a massive a theoretical thing. <laughs> this is a massive hypothetical for me. For you, it could actually be a reality. So... <laughs> we nearly won the Champions League a while ago. We'll take that. But um, but yeah, that's a difficult one. Maybe that's something we've got to put on the poll, I think. Maybe, yeah. put, maybe put on our socials. But um, That's a word, that, in in a tweet. Yeah, yeah in a tweet. That would be tough. But um, But yeah, I think... I'd, I'd rather, yeah. I, so what is the question? Would I rather us throw it than... Would you rather lose the game but City win the league or win the game but we win the league? Oh, lose. Lose and City win, 100%. Wait, yeah. So you'd rather lose if that was the scenario, you'd rather lose and City would win the league? Oh, 100%. Hmm. 100%. If that means you miss out on the title, yeah, 100%. But you were just in a debate a second ago. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, to be honest, I don't. I didn't really understand the question. I think you worded it weirdly. But yeah, probably. Because I only thought of it. You see, I should have planned this before we started. But yeah, no, hundred percent. If it meant you lost the title, even though I've developed this hate towards Man City, yeah, I think every Arsenal fan would agree. But is it possible? Because surely, if the Premier League saw a game being thrown deliberately, they would have to do something. There would be some sort of inquiry. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what they do. But I, but the thing is. If they, you know, if you wanted to, to throw a game purposely, you'd just play your shit players, wouldn't you? You'd just play the worst person you've got in every single obvious. position. Like, if we started Emerson Royale, that obvious we're trying to throw that game. 
Well, you've been trying to throw it every game this season. You're telling me. You're telling me. We should stick him on the left. He can't be worse than on you the right. You should stick him up front with Harry Kane. He's probably better than Harry Kane up front. Oh, he missed a sitter against Leeds. The play was so nice. And I'm not just saying this because I've just been talking about him. But Ben Davis was turned into prime Messi for a second. Unbelievable chance. And Royale skies it to Rose Ed. It was an open goal. It was harder Do you know to why? Miss. Do you know why? It's because we're heading into a major international tournament. That's why, Dan. It's because he turns into a shitter of a player. when, in, when he, Whenever he puts on an England shirt, he can only score... Well, he can't even score tap-ins, obviously. No, no. I mean, Royale missed it. Oh, I thought you meant Kane. No, no. Royale missed a sitter. Kane didn't oh, miss Oh, I thought you meant Kane. Oh, okay. That's not a surprise then. Sorry. No, that's not a surprise. No, no, no. no. Um, but speaking of, there was a lot of rumours that Romero was kind of bunking our games um, just so he could make sure he's injury-free for Argentina. He's now out of Argentina's next couple of matches because of the injury. So that puts a bed to those rumours. Um, so yeah, the other game I want to talk about, as I always do really, and mainly just to apologise, is the Bournemouth-Everton game. Um, I saw quite a funny tweet from an Everton fan saying, I've travelled 1,000 miles this week to see my team lose 7-1 on aggregate to Bournemouth. 4-1 in the cup and 3-0 in the league. <laughs> That's got to hurt. But I've said a lot that the Vitality Stadium atmosphere is pretty shocking a, yeah. a lot of the time. It was unbelievable against Everton. And for a game that's pretty nothing to Bournemouth, like there's no rivalry with Everton. Yes, they needed to win it. God, it was a good atmosphere. Pickford was bad, like uh, awful. Um, so most of the game was just full of, you're just a shit Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale is better than you because they love Ramsdale at Bournemouth. But just the atmosphere was unbelievable. And fair play, Bournemouth. Any thoughts on Bournemouth? So I'm just looking up. I thought I heard a rumour this week. Yeah, I did. Um, I actually have some Bournemouth-related rumours this week because um, I was in Bournemouth and some Bournemouth people told me this. Um, apparently, Mr. Marcelo Bielsa is in mm. line to maybe be the new manager at Bournemouth. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you want me to be selfish or not? You be you you give us your honest point of view, view of the football club. I think they should probably get Bielsa in. Point of view for me, I'd rather be in a press conference with Gary O'Neill because I think that's just slightly easier, makes my job easier, and I do like Gary O'Neill. But for the club, Bielsa is a great shout, and I think unless Bielsa turns that job down. I think it's his because Gary O'Neill on Saturday, it was very much like saying goodbye to the fans after the game. He was really applauding them. The fans the whole game were proper singing his praises. <laughs> there was a good sort of 15 minutes of um, let's all wave at Gary in the North Stand. They're all just oh, kind yeah. of there, you know, let's all wave at Gary for a good 15 minutes. It was like they love him and they do love him, but only because of how bad a position the club were in when he took over. So he's, he's done a decent job. Yeah, he's done very well. He's, he's done, done very a decent well. job. To go so, from a 9 0 at Liverpool to the position they're in now, which I believe is 13th. Yeah. He's done a very good job. Um, but I, I don't think he'll, I think it'll be Bielsa, to be honest. Um, unless Bielsa turns it down and then O'Neill might be in with a chance. And there's worse people. There are worse people. He was rumoured with the Luton job. Um, and then he said, I was never offered that job. So that was. Yeah load of rubbish um but it wouldn't surprise me if o'neill stays it really wouldn't but if bielsa's offered it surely it's up to him then i reckon bielsa will be offered it so then it's up to bielsa that's what i was trying to say no 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 okay cool right moving on um ivan tony is in quite the pickle 
Um, his initials, I-B-E-T. I bet. Brilliant. Um, Kieran Trippier, a few years ago, was banned for, was it four? Four betting counts? It, it was something similar to that. Um, he was banned for like 10 weeks for four betting um, incidents or something. Four breaches of the rules. Ivan Tony's breached it 232 times, which admittedly is probably 232 bets because every bet is a breach. Right. I could be wrong, but I would assume that's the case. I don't know the but rules. Bloody hell. 232 bets when you can't bet. It's a, li- it's yeah, it's a little bit... Like, you could maybe understand one. Like, you can understand one. Like, oh, okay, I'll have a bit, you know. I'll have, no one will find out. I'll do one. Yeah. But to do it... Two, what was it? 232 times. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, yeah, I don't know what the punishment's going to be, but it, there is a punishment coming, I think. Probably. I mean, surely the only punishment it can be is a lengthy ban. But where do you draw, like, what, how long was Kieran Trippier's, did we say? I feel like it was like 10 weeks. Hang, I'll, I'll check, but I feel like it was like 10 weeks. And 10 weeks was for five bets, did you say? I think so. I don't even know the maths. I don't even know. I don't even want to know the maths for for Tony's sake. I don't want to know. But if if it's anything similar to that, it it should. Be, yeah, I mean, it could be could be very hot water. Okay, so he was. But thank found... thankfully, he uh, he scored two goals to to send us to the top of the Premier League. So that's, <laughs> he did. That's he did. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, I had the numbers. Now I've lost the numbers. Uh-oh. Oh, Trippier had seven alleged breaches, four of which he was found guilty for, and was banned for 10 weeks and given a £70,000 fine. Okay. For four. Yeah. For yeah. four. Yeah. Not it's 200. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... surely it's not implausible we don't see Ivan Tony again in the Prem this season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I don't know how. Yeah. I, yeah. Does it explain the England squad? Maybe, maybe the Gareth Southgate, obviously it's the FA that investigating this, and maybe Southgate was told, look, yeah. you can't pick him because of this, which he obviously wouldn't have been able to say to the media. So that's possible. It is possible, yeah, it's plausible. But yeah, I, I mean, it is, it's definitely plausible. We won't be seeing him for the rest of the season, um, which is a shame, which is a shame. But he broke the rules, so can't really stand up for him in uh, in any way, shape or form, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, once 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 is a mistake. You can't make two hundred and thirty-two accidental bets. No, no, that's that's when it. Even even if you're just playing around with an acker, you know, you still got to put the money on, haven't you? You still got you still got to you know deposit that money in your account. He's so. obviously been betting on the early kickoff and then been <laughs> betting on the late kickoff just to make up for it because he yeah. never bet on the early kickoff. Exactly, exactly. He's bet on one and gone. Ah, I'll do the other one as well. I'll, I'll put the late on. Why not? Yeah. Why not? But yeah. yeah, but I mean, Twitter's been full of like questionable actions by Tony on a football pitch. There was one that he sort of hand of godded it off the line and it's like he obviously had a bet on there that he was going to yeah. be sent off and it's like I don't like to see it but it's possible. Yeah. I mean are you are you not earning enough money? Yeah, literally. Are you not earning enough? Like you're you're starting in a okayish Premier League side at times. Mm. You're on a fair bit of money. I don't know how much money he's on exactly. You don't need any more. Honestly, you don't need any more. I don't, I, I don't know why you did it, to be honest. And I can't really protect you. I'd love to, 
considering I put you in my uh, I put you in my original England squad over Harry Kane. I'd love you to. I'd I'd love, I'd love to defend you, but I can't, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the worst part is really that's a best case scenario that he's only betted two hundred thirty-two times. It could be more yeah. that he's been found not guilty of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's I mean, a problem. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Right, moving on. Cristiano Ronaldo did a bit of a bombshell interview with Piers Morgan, um, who's a slightly controversial man himself, to be honest. Um, what are your thoughts, just overall first? What are your what are your thoughts on that interview that Ronaldo has has done? Overall, I understand why he did the interview. Like you know, he's he is confirmed the second best player probably of all time behind Messi of course okay. well I didn't know if you were going to come out with some outlandish statement yeah like no, no 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 when it comes to when it comes to best of all times I don't really mess around much okay. um but uh but yeah so he is you know he is confirmed the second best player of all time mm-hmm. and he is rotting on a bench at at one of the biggest clubs in the world because because of management, because of literally a manager who said he wasn't going to play Ronaldo. He had no intention of playing Ronaldo when he came to the club and they still brought him in. So I understand the frustration levels are there, but at the end of the day, you're a professional. You're a professional sportsman. Like you, you, the things he said about the club, the things he said about, you know, staff, the things he said about players shouldn't really be said. I mean, you're a professional at the end of the day. You are paid millions of millions and millions of pounds. There is a better way of going about that. Yeah. Any any frustrations you have need needed to be st- discussed behind closed doors because now it's opened the club up to all... And I hate Man United. I hate Man United. We know. Absolutely despise Man United. I, I hate everything about it. But a football club does not deserve to be treated like this. It It doesn't need this kind of stuff in the spotlight. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I kind of stand on it. I completely understand everything he said and it was completely like, he didn't say anything majorly outlandish. There was a few things that I was like, okay, okay, Cristiano. But, um, but yeah, those are kind of my, my thoughts on it. What are yours? The the defense that I'll give Ten Hag, and there's not much of one to give him, is that he didn't sign Ronaldo. It wasn't his choice to have Ronaldo at the football club. But I feel like some of the things Ronaldo said, you may think every footballer thinks them. You can guarantee Harry Kane and Song Heung-min were thinking them about Nuno, but you can't say them. Like You can't say, like, oh, Radnick was a coach. How can he manage Man United? I've never heard of him. Who the hell is he? Of course players think that all the time. Half the Arsenal squad probably thought that about Arteta, to be honest. Oh, yeah. This guy's no one. Why is he managing our club? Yes, he's played for us a bit. Hey-ho. It's like Harry Kane, like Nuno's come from Wolves. I, I don't. Why would I listen to him? But you don't say it. So to go out and say it, it's just stupid. It's all about respect in my eyes. It's all about yeah. respect. Like literally, I can't imagine anyone, like no one disrespects Ronaldo, do they? I mean, you know. Well. Well, no, I'm not in that way. That's probably the wrong way of saying it. But no one really, like Ronaldo doesn't walk in a room and, you know, if he if he, on on his move from Real Madrid to Juventus, no one in that dressing room, uh, no player in that dressing room went, "Why is he here? Yeah. Why is he here? Why why you know why why is he here? We don't need him here." Yeah, like no one did. Everyone immediate respect, immediate respect. Yeah. 
that is, you know, no matter who you are, that needs to happen at every football club. Especially with managers. Manager, like the man, the amount of stress that manager is under as well. <laughs> Tam Hogg literally was was brought over with the with the goal, you have to turn Man United around. You need to you need to take them back to the top of Premier League football. And with us looking the way we're looking, Man City buying everyone, Chelsea under new management and looked okay. I mean, they won a Champions League title. You know, there's so many Spurs, eh. but there are, you know, there's massive clubs now that are all vying to get to that top spot. So to to and to get anyone up to the top from where Man United have been, yeah, is hard work. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so I I think Ronaldo is the wrong thing to do, especially with Piers Morgan. <laughs> don't do it with Piers. I, I, I I'm I'm a big fan of Piers, but don't do it. Don't do an interview with Piers and don't expect to like it not blow up in your face. This is what this is what I've like. I'm no Piers Morgan fan. I know very very few people that are, but he's very good at his job. He's very good at getting you to say what he wants you to say, and you have to just sort of hold your hands up and be like, "Yeah, fair. You're you may be an absolute beep, but you're brilliant at your job." So, you know, it's easy to just thrash Ronaldo for this and be like, why have you done this? There's things in it he says that I get why he would be really angry. When he was saying, like, it felt like United didn't believe me about my daughter being ill and that kind of thing. Like, imagine how angry that would make you if you were a parent. Like, you would yeah. be fuming. And at that point, you'd be like, I do not care who what I say or who I say yeah. it to. This is ridiculous. And that's understandable. But then to slag off the club chef, what's he done? Yeah, like, oh, to man, just <laughs> bag bowl, leave him alone. Like I mean, yeah, I mean, they. He, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much came out of, out of frustration and how much was actually the truth in that regard. Like I don't know. Like has he come from Juventus where they've just like because Ronaldo's arrived, they've installed the latest facilities to make him do it, and then they've come back to United, or he's come back to United, and they've spent the money kind of elsewhere. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like I. I don't know how much out of that is frustration. I don't know. You know, there was a there was a joke on Twitter where it was like Ronaldo coming back to United and seeing the same equipment that Roy Keane used to rehabilitate his knee. Like it's like some old, like really like it's yeah. like some something you find in like Stone Age football. Like it's that bad. But it's like I don't think it's that bad. Like obviously yeah. I can't confirm that, but I don't know. I think it's all about context. Yeah. It might, you know, he he might have come from world class facilities, and Man United have got. You know, still world class, but it's a little bit less than Juventus. And he's like, "Oh, what is this? Like, this is worse than when it came from." So, I think it's all about context. And um, I think the, <laughs> the comparisons to Wayne Rooney were completely, <laughs> completely irrelevant to the Wayne interview. Rooney, a rat. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but that's Piers, like you said, that's Piers doing his job. That's yeah. Piers doing a great job with the interview. And from a journalist's perspective, he did what he needed to do. Yeah. And Ronaldo just sat there and gave him headlines. Yeah, for... I mean, I'm really no fan of him. He comes out with some random junk, but he is good at his job and he does do, he is good. And yeah, I mean, Ronaldo does make some good points about the equipment. You would expect a club to evolve if you haven't been at that club yeah. for over 10 years. Like, look at, I don't just want to use us, but like, look at our training ground and it is like as modern as you can get. Leicester have just built a new one. It's as modern as you can get. 
if he goes then walks, you know, he goes to our stadium, he goes to like even your stadium's all right. Um and then he goes to Old Trafford that's literally falling down, he's gonna be like, What's the like what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, they've had problems with the with ownership for ages, haven't they? So it's not really a it's not really a shock. Um but yeah, I mean he he could definitely like. There's no question he could definitely help fo- turn that football club around. Yeah. But if Tan Hag doesn't want him, like I feel like there's a whole pyramid of of shitness going on. Yeah. Like the owners don't want to get rid of him because he sells. He, he like it's Ronaldo. Like you, we need to keep him in our football club. Yeah. And that's understandable because he sells. You know, if he's not on the pitch, he still sells football shirts. He's still you know he's still an icon for the club. Right, but then why hire a manager that said beforehand, before he's even hired, I'm not including Ronaldo in my plans. Like he's not in my plans to rebuild. So what? Why, if he's such a big part of that club, why hire him? Like I feel like it's it, yeah, it's a colossal mess. A I colossal the, mess. The, the Glazers, I think it's pretty obvious they don't care about how the football club goes on. To them, it's a business. Your owners genuinely care about how your football club get on. Daniel Levy, as much as I slag him off, he does genuinely care about how we do. He's given us these facilities, all this stuff. For the Glazers, it's purely a business. They've gone, Ronaldo's big name, let's get him in. We'll figure out the actual footballing problem later. And it clearly hasn't worked. Like it clearly it didn't work with well, he kind of worked with Ranić. He still scored a lot. It's clearly not working with Ten Hag, and now they're going to terminate his contract. That's just a PR nightmare. Yeah. No, I, I, I honestly, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're thinking. But, I'll, like I said at the start, it, I, I understand his frustrations. I completely, I empathise with him completely because obviously that's not a situation that any footballer wants to be in. Not a, you know, he's the he's one of the best players in the world. Yes, yeah. so, and he deserves to be playing, especially when Messi's doing what he's doing. Because if anything, it's hurting his legacy a little bit, and yeah. it's and it's not even his fault. That's the thing. Like mm. people, are, especially Messi fans, like myself, are are going to be are going to be saying like, oh, you know, look at what Messi's doing at his age and his point in his career. Look what Ronaldo's doing. It's not Ronaldo's fault. You know, in I think in the rundown at the end of last season. He scored ten Premier League goals in the in like in and that put Man United where it put them. He scored bloody three against us. Yeah, exactly. Like he can go on and score goals, and that's what you need out of Ronaldo. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, and, and like, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, is Tan Hag that stubborn? That is like, I want my system to work, and even if I have bloody Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench. I'm not going to put him on because he's not in my system. Like it's 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 childish at the end of the day. It is childish yeah. from both parties. I think it must hurt for United fans. Like imagine Thierry Henry said this about your club. Yeah. Like if Harry Kane said this about Tottenham, like I would be devastated. Yeah. I'd be like, this is a man I've loved for years and years and years yeah. and years. Like you'd be the same for Henry, for example, Burkamp or whoever. Yeah. It would be like, oh no, like it changes everything you've ever yeah. thought about them. I saw a question today. Um, is Cristiano Ronaldo still a Man United legend? Like, is he still a legend now? Yes. Like, it, but this interview... I don't know if he like, ever was a Man United legend. He's a oh, legend. 100% he was. 100%. Yeah, he was like, what, 20, 20? How old was he? 100%. 100%. I think you you have to. It, but you'd call him a sporting, you'd call him a sporting legend. 
you'd you call mean? him a sporting legend, you'd call him a football legend. But that is kind of like if we let Harry Kane go when he was 20 and now he's done what he's done, could we call him a Tottenham legend? Probably not. Yeah, but he built his career at Man United, didn't he? Yeah. He built his career at Man United. He's 100%. If you ask any Man United fan, he will be a Man United legend. But that's the thing that this interview has done. It's like it's it's put more shade on him. Yeah, it's, tarnished it. it's tarnished it, and it didn't it didn't need doing. It yeah. could it was completely avoidable. I think he asked to do the interview as well. That's the weirdest part. He Piers Morgan didn't ask him. He asked Piers Morgan. But that just shows the level of frustration. I Firstly, think. who's ever voluntarily spoken to Piers Morgan? Secondly, stupid <laughs> really, isn't it? Exactly. Like you put this upon yourself. Can you imagine Piers's face when that email came through? He's like, <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Payday, oh an, an, a, just, a payday has just dropped in my inbox. Yeah, knowing yeah. that he was now going to have the way he drip fed it as well over several days, like Monday, you give you yeah. a bit, give you a bit on Tuesday, yeah, give you the full thing on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, I'm basically singing Craig David. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. <laughs> Let's move on Let's to move the on. World Cup. It starts on Sunday. I'm probably going to miss the opening game, and I'm sad. Uh, but England are playing on Monday. England are playing on Monday, and that's the game we're going to talk about, really. No, we're not, because I wanted to mention. Have you heard this slight thing that Kadar apparently may have... Um, uh, Kadar? Kadar. Kadar. That sounds like a magic thing. Um, Qatar have apparently bribed Ecuador. I don't think this is true, but there were rumours to lose 1-0 with a goal in the second half kind of thing. Even if this isn't true... Qatar now cannot win this game one nil because no. of the, like they just can't. Like even by accident. Imagine yeah. if they, even if it's completely untrue, mm. which I'm hoping it is. I'm really hoping it is. But you know, let's hope it isn't. But you know, <laughs> they can't even they can't even do it by accident because if they they have to score now in the first half, there has to be a goal in the first half. Yeah. Even if they even if they just go right look. There's rumours. Okay, we can't afford this. Let them score. And then we'll try in the second half. <laughs> like, we'll try for the yeah. rest of the game. Like, there has to be some... Yeah, there has to be some sort... Because of, otherwise, there's going to be a massive inquiry and the whole World Cup from there on out will be tarnished. I mean, the World Cup's already tarnished. Let's be real. There's so many questions over it. It all went wrong initially when they gave it to Qatar. And then Qatar went, oh, we need a football team now. Yeah. They made their football team after they got given the World Cup. Yeah. It's just stupid. Um, what are your thoughts on the beer or lack of that's now not being sold? I mean, there's there's two sides of it. Neither of us are going, so it doesn't affect. I mean, us, it, it, but... there's two sides of it, right? There's the enjoyment side and the respectful side. So obviously, you're going to another country, and you know you have to be, you know, considering we've never really been to a country like this before to have a World Cup, have we? No. So, and it's all very similar to like our beliefs and our, I don't want to get too political, but it's like, it's very similar. Um, But this is a completely different environment that fans are going into. So it's different, but you know, it's a sign of the times. You have to be, you have to be respectful. And I think, you know, if they say, you know, it's against the law to drink alcohol outside, that's, that's the rules. Um, Even if it is a massive, World Cup coming, you know, it's the biggest, the biggest stage in any sport. I think is the World Cup. Yeah. On the fun side, <laughs> you know, it's it's a major reason, unfortunately, why a lot of fans won't be going because you know yeah. it is it is like a holiday. It is a holiday. You know, you you take a group of mates, you go, 
you watch football for I don't know how many weeks, you, you get drunk every day and come back. Like it's mm. it's a major part of a reason why you go to a World yeah. Cup. Gone. So I understand the outrage, but it's it's a sign of the times. Unfortunately, you have to be kind of respectful about what these countries are asking. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. Um, I did just quickly look up when F one raced in Qatar last year, and they didn't use uh, champagne on the podium. I think they use sparkling wine normally now, don't they? They're not using champagne anymore. Um, but they use some non-alcoholic thing as well. So Qatar obviously have enforced it at large scale sporting events before. Of all of their rules, this one's not so bad. Yeah. Um, it's still a bit annoying if you were going out for a while. Yeah, I think, I think it's that. I think it's a bit annoying. Like yeah. you said, there are other rules that should demand more attention. <laughs> yeah. So let's just leave it there. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's annoying. There's like an ongoing argument of, is the 3 p.m. blackout just encouraging illegal streams? Is this just encouraging people yeah. to smuggle in alcohol? Because they're going yeah. to do it. Oh, they're hundred percent going to get. If England fans are, are there, we're going yeah. to smuggle it in. It's it's a hundred percent going to happen. Yeah. But I just don't know. I hope there's not like a massive incident because obviously swearing yeah. is also illegal. So I <laughs> no. I don't know if they've been to a Premier League game before. And unfortunately, there is quite a lot of swearing by it's like thousands America. of people. I believe that we will win. Do they think that's what we do? Yeah, I think maybe oh, they're like, oh, yeah, USA, US, oh, like, like UK, UK. <laughs> yeah, or, like, yeah, they're like something like that. Um, if anyone from Qatar is, that is not what will happen. Um, we have a tendency in the UK to take the piss. <laughs> so if we're told no swearing, it will only increase the amount of swearing uh, from the fans. So it will be interesting to see how they police it. But I'm just hoping there's not like a big, a big thing. Um, yeah, I hope not. Because that not. will, yeah, that will just seriously, seriously ruin the World Cup for a lot of people. Right. Anyway, moving on to what I was going to say before I remembered all those points I wanted to make. England, first game is against Iran or Iran, depending on where you're from. Um <laughs> Monday at 1 p.m. What's your lineup? No, ignore what you think it will be. If you are Gareth Southgate, oh. what lineup are you picking? You can have any formation, any players. Okay, if I'm Gareth Southgate, you're Gareth Southgate. Poor. And you have to ignore the fact that he's going to obviously pick Maguire. Like, ignore any of that kind of thing. Okay. It, it was purely down to you. You could have okay. any formation you like. I'm going to get the team list up. What about the game? Bearing in mind, James Madison, Kyle Walker, and probably Calvin Phillips aren't playing in it. Who's who's the people that aren't playing in it? Madison's not, Walker's not, and I highly doubt Phillips will be. Okay, that only puts a minor dent. I think yeah. that's it. Do you say did you say Phillips? Yeah, well, I presume so because he's only yeah. just come back from injury, so I presume oh, yeah. he won't start. But I I'm I'd probably say he wills well if he's available I think Southgate will start him but this yeah. isn't Southgate's team this is my no, team this is your team and I'm going to comment on it as if I agree or disagree as you go along okay well obviously Pickford in goal yep obviously do you know what though I am surprised that you're so sure on that because most Arsenal fans are like he's out of form Aaron Ramsdale's in form get him in in the England goal and I'm I'm quite surprised that you're so one sided on it no I, I think. On the opening game of a World Cup, you need experience. Even against Iran, Iran, I, is that yeah? There's the two. I say Iran. 
but I am from down south. Iran, from Hertfordshire, living in Bournemouth. I can't get much more southern. I don't. I don't care. Um, Pickford. Pickford is is the one for me, just because he's got the experience. He leads the team. If Harry Kane wasn't the captain, I'm a hundred percent sure Pickford would be. So he is my pick to go in goal. Um, at the back, my picks are what, probably what, John what Stones. Four or three. I mean, four or five or three. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play four. Okay. I'm gonna play four. I'm gonna say. Unfortunately, Eric Dyer and John Stones to probably start. So I'd probably, yeah, as my two centre-backs. And I'm going to say Kieran Trippier. Does he play on the left or the right? Well, his natural position is on the right. But he can play on the left. I'm going to put him on the left. I'm going to say Kieran Trippier on the left and Ben White on the right. Okay. I'm not a million miles away. From you, I've gone Pickford in goal. Yeah. I've gone Trippier on the right. I've gone Stones and Dyer, and I've gone Luke Shaw on the left. Yeah, only okay. because he's our more natural left player. And at the moment, I think Trippier is our best right back in terms of form and who we have available. I feel okay. like they're both pretty unarguable. No, you could start no. White. You could start Trippier. Sure, whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll, I won't argue with that one. Um, in the middle, uh, what formation are we playing? Four three three four four. Entirely up to you. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three in the middle because I feel like our, yeah, I feel like our, our the midfield will be taken. We're only gonna play three, aren't we? Well, maybe kind of. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Different. I'm gonna say Declan Rice. Yep. Jude Bellingham and yep. Mason Mount. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't. I don't see how you argue against that. Um. If you I'm say not, Conor Gallagher, I'm I'm leaving right now. I'm not going to say Conor Gallagher. Um, I'm not really arguing with it. I've gone four two three one formation wise. Interesting. Um, and I've gone Rice and Bellingham, and then it would be I'm just going to have to say all of them, so otherwise it won't make sense. Sterling slash Saka could be either. Couldn't care less out the two of them who okay. start. Um, and then it would be Madison in the middle and Foden. I'm going to have to put Mount there for the opening game because Madison's injured. Right. So technically I've gone Madison, Rice, Bellingham, but just in slightly different positions. But I would put Madison as a number 10 behind Harry Kane. Whether whether Southgate will or not remains to be seen. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what Southgate's going to come up with. But um, but so yeah. I mean, Declan Rice up front, to be honest, knowing him. Probably. So what, yeah. What else have you got? My final three would be... Foden, Sterling, and Callum Wilson. Okay, that's just because you. Hate <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I tried. I tried to keep a straight face. Then I couldn't <laughs> even look it down. Um, yeah, no. Obviously, uh, Foden, Foden, Sterling, and Kane up front. I'm sur- again. I'm surprised that you said Sterling and not tried to make a case for Saka because I was really split because Sterling's done it for England, but he's having a bad season. Saka's having a brilliant season, but hasn't so far done it for England because he hasn't been there to do it for England. I would not say. Sterling has had a bad season. I'd say Chelsea have had a bad season. I think that when I've watched Chelsea, Sterling has been the standout. I don't know. Sterling, I, I, Sterling, would... I think I honestly, I, I, if you watch Sterling play in that Chelsea squad, he does not fit in any way, shape, or form. Like he doesn't fit in that Chelsea squad. Oh, I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm not um, convinced. 
but I'd say he's definitely been, oh, at least one of the standouts then. He's definitely been one of the highlights of that Chelsea team. But he has done it, as you said, in an England shirt. And after what happened at the Euros, I'm not sure how Saka's going to perform uh, in an England shirt. Hopefully well. Hopefully well. He's brilliant. He's brilliant for us and I love him. So hopefully he comes on and does a job. Um, we've got a group that's like decent, that's like rubbish enough where we can Southgate. Um, I'm going to say Southgate can mix it up. Southgate never mixes it up, but <laughs> um, but we'll see. Unless we need to drop a game, <laughs> he, he then mixes it up. But, I'm um, going to do what we like to do on this podcast when we can't quite decide on a position. I'm going to call a Chelsea fan to get an opposite perspective to yours okay. because... I don't think he's a big fan of Sterling. I could be ignored for two weeks in a row here on calling someone. Oh, this will but be interesting. This is a second I just don't call. know. Oh, hello. Hello. Are you awake? Are you there? Hello? He's being ignored. Hello? Oh, he's been... He answered been... the call and oh. I could hear him, but he was so quiet. He's answered the call, seen it's you, and put it back down. That's embarrassing. No, he would see it's me before he's uh, answered the call. You scumbag! Don't try well, and do if that. He's, not if he's sa- not if he hasn't saved your number. <laughs> Look, stop trying! I'm not having this. Is he in? Oh, hang on, he's calling me back. Hang on. Here we go. Hello. Uh, not really, because I'm recording a podcast, um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on something. So. You are on speaker, so please don't say anything silly. Um, it's the football one. Um, Saka or Sterling to start the Euros? Oh, God. Um, Sterling because England's, but at the moment he's not been great. Yeah, see, I said he's not been that great for Chelsea, but, but Cambridge he's disagreed. Not, he started well and then just hasn't really done much since the opening few games. Um, I personally will go Sterling because he's more used to the England front line. But I, you could, I'd play both personally. I'd go Sterling left wing, Saka right, Kane up front. Ah, okay. We'd both put Foden in our team. Um, yeah. Uh, in my opinion, he's overrated, but yeah. Ooh. that's Bold. a hot take. That is a very, very hot take. Interesting. Bold. Pick, Pickford in goal. Back four, back five. Yeah, but if it wasn't and it was up to you, uh, still back five, I think. Uh, consisting of. Uh, oh God. Um, this wasn't. So I was only going to ask you the Saka Sterling one, but hey ho. Uh, Trippier right wing back. I think Trent is terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we agree. Talking England, I mean, I'd have Tamori in there, but he's not in the squad, so I'm guessing I'm not allowed that. Well, no. Um, I'd go back three of Walker, Maguire, Stones. Off the top of my head, I'm not having Conor Cody anywhere near my team. Fair. Uh, then left wing back, I wish I could have Trippier again, but I'd have Luke Shaw. Okay. Just, you know, chill else injured and, oh God, who else have we got? Yeah, fair. I don't disagree too much with that. Um, then probably... Uh, Bellingham and Rice midfield too. Like you're not really beating that. Yeah. 
for England. But that will be who starts as well, which is good. And then front three, uh, Sterling, Kane, Saka. Would you start Madison if he's fit or not? You've completely cut out there. <laughs> um, it depends. Um, because obviously I tried to go like, oh, this is how. Southampton no, we got that. We got that bit. We got to the yeah, Chelsea okay. bit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like how Chelsea play their wingers, where like, so Havertz plays right wing, but he sort of doesn't because he comes inside, and it's the same with Mount. I play Madison sort of in that role. So yeah, as a winger, sort of as a number ten. Yeah, fair. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. That was longer than it was supposed to be. It was. It was a lot longer. Um, yeah, I suppose we don't disagree too much, other than he voluntarily started Harry Maguire. But then again, I, th- I forgot to mention that we don't think about Southgate. He was thinking, well, what will Southgate do? Because I forgot yeah. to mention that rule. Chelsea fans are delusional anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, moving on. I can see a case for either, but yeah, go on. Even moving on, obviously we have to say, what do you think the score is going to be? I think it's going to be three-one. I think we're going to leak a goal. Anything less than five-nil will be a disappointment. <laughs> it's England. We're not scoring. Anything five. less than five-nil against Iran will be a disappointment. Yeah, but it's England. We're not scoring five. It, no, we scored five before. We scored. Yeah, I mean, like San Marino. We scored some. We scored a lot of goals against someone. But I'm telling you right now, with the players that we have, even though they're not great, I can't name a single person from Iran. Not a person. Can't name a single one. And the fact I can't name one after years on FIFA, years I've spent on FIFA, and I can't name one. Young, old, new. I can't name a single one. So it has to be a 5-0 win or more. Anything less, I will be utterly, utterly disappointed. And I'll probably just throw in the towel there and then. I really thought you were going to say after years of following Iran. And I was like, what? (laughs) You kind of carried on and it made a lot more sense. Um, Yeah, I've not really heard of any of these players. I'm not going to lie. I've just looked them up. And yeah. No, none, none at all. If we leak a goal, if we leak a goal, I, I swear to God. The thing is, we we might leak a goal because oh, no, we're going to play Harry Maguire yeah. in defence. Yeah, no, I forgot. So yeah, we, okay. we might give away a pen. All right, no, we'll get, yeah, no, one. We'll say one then. Just because, yeah, like you said, I didn't, I didn't consider, because I didn't have Harry Kane on my piece of paper. Oh, not Harry Kane. Well, him as well. But um, <laughs> Harry Maguire, I didn't consider that we were playing him. So, uh, so yeah. 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 Or leak one. Um, yeah, no, I probably agree. Other game in our group, US, Wales, USA, Wales, what are you uh, predicting for that one? Probably a surprise win for the US. I feel, really? like, I feel like a lot of people, when the US come in to, a, to an international tournament, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, they call it soccer, leave them. 
they're not they're not even going to touch them. They're not wrong. Then I mean they are wrong. But um but yeah, I feel like they might surprise a few people this year. I'm not sure. I feel like they got a surprise at least against Wales, I think. Well, I was going to say the complete opposite. Really? I was going to say I think Wales have got a surprise in them this year. No. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Not, I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad at all. I do I do love it. I I love it when Wales succeed, obviously. We we're, we're all we're all Englanders and we're all UKers. So, you know, it's it's nice to see your fellow country uh, get on as long as they don't beat us, to be honest. But, um, See, I agree with that for Wales, but not Scotland. Oh no, Scotland can Scotland can get fucked. No, absolutely not. No, um, sorry for any Scottish people, but <laughs> they can. There's a reason. There's a reason. Are they? Are they here? Are they even? Are they at the World Cup? No, no, exactly. Stupid there's, no, there's no point. There's no point even discussing them. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's my feelings. I think. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I can't argue too much with that. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and I've forgotten it because I moved on to the USA Wales game. Damn, that's really annoying. Oh, this is good for the live podcast. Yeah, sorry. There was something I was going to say about England, and I've completely forgotten what it was, and it's annoying me. I've remembered it. Pochettino has said that he would be interested in the England job should it come up. Absolutely. Which taken? Absolutely. Him or Tuchel? Tuchel. Yeah, same. Without hesitation. Only because of his cup competition pedigree. Yep. And I would quite like Poch to be free for when Conte leaves, to be honest. Um, But it does make sense from a Poch point of view. Easier job than a club job. A very good group of players who are young and attacking, and that's exactly the kind of football he likes. And it's a job that he could immediately just leave and go to Spurs as soon as that job comes up. Yeah, and no one can stop him. So it makes sense from a Poch point of view. I would love him as England boss. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it it makes him. it makes more sense than Tuchel does. For who them or the, the country? For, for both, for both. I think, as you said, there's a lot of pluses. There's a lot of pluses for Poch coming to England, and a lot of pluses for England signing yeah. Poch. But it's a kind of a one-way relationship for Tuchel. Because I think Tuchel is too big of a manager and too good of a manager to just be tied down to an international manager spot instead of you know going to a club and actually thriving. And um, he's German. And he's German. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with before I get cancelled, but there is a history there that a lot I was, of I was going to ignore that, Dan. I was going to look past it. It's been a few years now. I think we can. I'm not saying that. that, but there are people, and there is a history there that make would make that appointment controversial. <sighs> you're going to get us cancelled, Dan. You're treading a very fine line. We've moved past this. I think we've moved past it. Do you know the royal family's German? Royal family's German. I don't know. That. I know they they were like a few hundred years ago because one of them married someone. They're German. part. They're part German. I yeah, think. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I've only, I've started watching The Crown. I, I had no idea. <laughs> right. Source of history, the crown. To be fair, I only knew it from horrible history. So who am I to talk? There we go. There's, there's, there's our history background. History was my childhood. It was so good. It was good. Goated. A lot of them are Spurs fans, actually. The horrible history cast, which makes it even better. Oh, I'm never watching it again. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I would love to see. I'd love to see Poch get the England job, whether he will or not. I don't know. He would get the best out of Harry Kane, that's for sure. Um, but. Who knows? Who knows? Um, anything else you want to mention before we finish the podcast? That is it, my friend. That is it. That is it. You can go back to your deathbed. Um, yeah. 
we will be back after the England game on Monday to review all the World Cup games so far, which admittedly there won't be that many of, depending on when we record it. But we'll be reviewing the England game. And uh, I just want us to go on a run. I do want us to go on a not Not a jog, not an actual run, a, a World Cup run. Yeah. No, that'd be we, nice. That would be nice. We should, we should win all our group games. Should. Oh, yeah, we absolutely should. Absolutely should. I'm going to say 5-0 against Iran is the minimum. 2-0 against USA is the minimum. 2-0 against Wales is the minimum. That's all I want. All right? That's, that's the minimum response. I don't, I don't think that's too outrageous to request that from England. So hopefully all comes true. Just finally, you'll enjoy this. We did a sweepstake with the people I live with. So there's five of us. I got five teams out of that sweepstake. Ghana, Ecuador, Senegal, Serbia and the Netherlands. Yeah, you might as well. How much did you pay to get in? Only a fiver. Oh, okay. We might as well kiss that fiver goodbye. I, yeah. I will not it's even bother. ridiculous. Wouldn't Someone got like Germany, Argentina and France, I think. <laughs> oh, my doorbell just went off. And I've got Ghana, Ecuador, Senegal, Serbia and the Netherlands. Like, I have one hope and it's the Netherlands and they are not winning the World Cup. Yeah, I would have said Senegal, but Marley's injured. No, so. I need a Mindy masterclass. Yeah. No, um, no. Right. That is it. Thank you for listening. Please give us five stars on Spotify. Please give us five stars on iTunes, all that stuff. This won't be a video one because, well, the video person's at a Grand Prix and I can't <laughs> really ask them to edit a video when they're watching the Grand Prix finale. Um, but anyway, Cambridge, thanks for pulling yourself off your deathbed to, to come and chat football. I'm going back to it now, but it was very, it was very enjoyable. All right. Enjoy your deathbed. Thank you for listening. We will see you in just a few days time. Goodbye. <laughs>